Hypocrisy's the best policy. Wish for change, but lazily. Century of debilitation. Your evolution is a damnation. You know what that music means. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, aka Five Minute Major, and welcome to season three of HV Pucks. I'm proud to say this is the only independent outlet dedicated to covering the sport of hockey in our region. What separates me from the mainstream is that you do not need a newspaper or cable TV subscription to access my content. It is available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. HV Pucks is underwritten by the healthcare law firm of Einiger and Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, to promote youth sports and various health initiatives in our local communities. And before we drop the puck on this week's episode, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. This is Liam Ronan and you're listening to HV Pucks, available for free on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Now back to the show. You know, One of the things I enjoy the most about hosting this podcast is when I get to sit down with players, coaches, parents, and fans to talk pucks. This week's In the Box segment is sponsored by the Ice Hutch, located at 655 Garden Avenue in Mount Vernon, New York. Founded in 1997, the Ice Hutch serves the skating community all year round by offering lessons for all levels, weekly public skating, figure skating, and hockey sessions. The Ice Hutch also features hockey leagues in the spring and fall each year for players seeking a highly competitive experience. Give them a call today at 914-699-6787 or check them out online anytime at www.icehutch.com. I recently had the opportunity to chat with James Sinowitz. Uh, This is his first year behind the bench as head coach of the Raiders. Prior to that, he was an assistant coach with the Modified Program. He was also the head coach of the JV program, and after some uncertainty and some turmoil uh, in the Scarsdale program, he's got them moving in the right direction. Enjoy. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'm pleased to be joined by James Sinowitz. James was an assistant coach with the Modified Hockey Program over in Scarsdale for two years. He was the head coach for the JV program, and he is now uh, working as the bench boss, the man behind the bench for the Raiders his first year. And don't look now, but the Raiders are rolling. Hashtag Durs, Durs, Durs. Coach, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, How's it going? Uh, thanks for having having me on, buddy. I appreciate it. Um, it's going well right now. Things are good. I know, especially, good. especially in light of your big dub last night at Murray's. So yes, uh, that one definitely felt good. Uh, our fourth in a row, so that was a special one as well. Yes, and I again we chatted about this before we started recording, but if memory serves me correctly, we were on the ice at the hutch, and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I said I, I have a good feeling for you. I think things are really going to start turning around. So it's nice yeah, to you see were, you were the first one that said hmm. uh, that had a little faith in us, and uh, right now we're feeling good about those comments that you made way back in the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, and you know it, what reaffirmed it for me is that win against Pelham. When you were mm-hmm. short even three more skaters, 
you know, let's be honest, you don't have the deepest or biggest bench to begin with. And, you know, I think sometimes people see that and they're like, oh, we got this. But guess what? They don't got this because Scarsdale, whether it's the first minute of the game, last minute of the game, doesn't matter. You guys just keep going until the horn sounds. Um, so along those lines, Coach, can you describe your team in five words or less? Uh, yeah, five words, definitely. Um, I think our team, first and foremost, is eager. Um, eager in a sense that we're looking to find some success. You know, um, some of the guys on our team right now had brothers that were on those teams or were part of those teams that, you know, made the uh, section championship run. Mm-hmm. So I think they're eager to get back to that feeling and really want that for the guys on uh, on our team. Um and I also think we're eager to learn from our mistakes every game. You know, there's a lot to reflect from. And a lot of guys are asking, you know, what could I have done in this situation and that? So I think we're eager to learn from our mistakes as well. And we're also eager to establish our culture. You know, it's kind of been up in the air with the past two years with the program. So I think we kind of want to make a footprint here and figure out what we want to be about and how we're going to go about doing that. And I think it, I'd say eager was one word and resilient would be another word because um, in each game that we've been down, we've really done a nice job trying to battle back. So that's that's probably the two words that I would use, eager and resilient. Yeah, I would wholeheartedly agree. And again, I want to go back to you talking about culture because, yeah, there was a little bit of a state of kind of uncertainty surrounding the, the program in general. And you definitely have brought a sense of stability to that. So that's that's definitely Thank a you. positive thing. And resilient is a good word because, like I said, I was in the booth spinning some <laughs> tunes, calling the you know the penalties and the goals. And I saw yeah. Scarsdale come back, and I saw Scarsdale come back last night too. So, um, yeah. again, the uh, the no-quick kids for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. You talked a little keep that going. Yeah, you talked a little bit about this too, and I actually did speak to um, the parent of one of your players last night. Their last name is escaping me right now, but they had an older boy that also played for Coach Mancuso and made some of those runs. So again, you know, I get the sense that you know the community is looking to kind of get back to that as well. Absolutely. Um, you touched on this a little bit in your previous answer, but what really excites you the most about this team right now, Coach? Um, I think that every single game, you never know who's going to step up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, in a sense, we, we lack consistency in that department. But at the same time, it's nice that some of the guys are able to notice um, maybe someone who we're expecting to have a bigger night is not having that type of night. And they understand that they need to kind of fill that void. And maybe they could be doing something a little bit better and for their next shift and turn it around. So I think... The thing that excites me the most is that I never know who's going to have a big night, and it's it's not always the same guy, you know, game in and game out. So I think that's probably, uh, yeah, definitely, like definitely, definitely exciting. Um, and I mentioned this in my intro with you. Any surprises this season in terms of kids that maybe stepped up from the JV, or maybe kids that you knew, you know, growing up, kind of coming through the program that have maturated and developed, and maybe have a, a higher hockey IQ now. Um, the surprises for me, you know, it's nice. This team, the seniors right now are the guys that I coached when they were on modified. So nice. it was nice to kind of see their progression all the way up. Sure. And, but there's a couple, there's a few surprises individually that, you know, um, coach Felix and I are definitely happy about. Um, we had one boy, Calvin Chow, who didn't even play in our high school program last year. We didn't have him at the JV level either, but it was a kid I had in PE class for the past two years. And I always saw him wearing his Vipers gear. And I knew that he played hockey on the weekends. So <laughs> did a little bit of recruiting in class and he's come out and he's played amazing for us. We've moved him from forward to D and <laughs> he's been really comfortable on the ice with a great IQ. So he's been exciting to watch. 
Awesome. Awesome. Sounds like a utility man kind of steps yeah. in and does whatever needs to be done. Um, mm-hmm. Coach, biggest game of the season, if it hasn't happened yet. I know the old cliche as well, the next game is the biggest game. But is there something circled on the calendar that you have yet to do? Got to say that, right? Every game is big, yes. right? Because we can learn from each of them. And being a new coach, I don't know everyone, don't know everybody's situation each season. So, um, But for me, I think coming in, there was a couple that were definitely exciting um, to think about. And those are the, the Mimaranek, the Suffer, and the Rye, and the Pelham games, I'd mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Those four, just knowing the history of our program and our school in general, the rivalry with Mimaranek in most sports is pretty special. Sure. And for hockey in general, you know, Pelham, Scarsdale's been a great game, great atmosphere to be at in the past four or five years, as well as, you know, Suffering and Rye and seeing Suffering in the section championships and things like that. It's, I'm excited for those games. I mean, I still remember, you know, Sportorama was packed to the gills. It was Scarsdale Suffering. I can't remember the exact year that it happened, but there were Scarsdale kids that couldn't get into Sportorama standing in the snowbanks watching yep. inside, you know, the game. So I mean, again, it, it's, it's. I remember that game like it was yesterday. It was what an atmosphere that was. I was actually chaperoning the game to uh, to kind of watch the stands there because sure. they yep. hire someone from each school to do that. Absolutely. And I was just happy I was able to get inside because, like you said, the line was down the length of the both rinks outside. And yep. The it, stands were just bumping. Stick taps out to Suffern High School's SRO Tommy Donnelly for grabbing me in the crowd and being like, "This guy's a guidance counselor in Suffern. He needs to be inside." I'm like, "Yeah, right, Tommy, let's go, let's go." Um, toughest rink to play in outside of Murray's. Oh, I was gonna say Murray's, right? Murray's has got to be the toughest, especially in January. I have. Um, I don't know if you, you saw never my. Know what you're gonna get? You never know what you're gonna get up yep. there. You know, the other night it was <clears throat> the wind was whipping through there and it was freezing, sure. and then. Two days ago, you know, it's raining and it's foggy and you can't see the goal from the red line. So it's a different situation every day there. But I'd say outside of Murray's, mm. the ap- the atmosphere of Sportorama is tough to beat, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. whether you're playing North Rockland or Suffern, you know, the fans that they get to come to their games is sure. incredible. And I'd say the ice touch as well. You know, I remember those Scarsdale Pelham games from a couple years back when you couldn't even see the stands because there were so many people there. Yeah. So those two, great atmospheres, you know, really exciting high school hockey stuff. I do have to say, I was up at Brewster yesterday. I went from Washingtonville to Brewster, from Brewster to Yonkers, from Yonkers to Elmsford, and then back home. Because mm-hmm. I do not know Westchester geography. And all the parents at Brewster were like, you're not dressed warm enough for Murray's. Da, 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 da. <laughs> I got there, and they had yeah. it. I don't know if you saw my post. They installed these heaters above the stands. It's almost, I felt like, a, I literally felt like a gyro. It's like that thing that keeps the gyro meat hot, like when it's spinning yes, around. Yes. So I literally felt like a gyro and wanted a gyro after that game. But uh, that was a nice addition. The parents said they didn't have that before. So I will definitely Absolutely. be back. I will definitely be back to Murray's. I like that. Yeah, they put that new upper deck in. I think they put heaters in up there as well, but it's yeah. not open yet. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely uh, brings a different atmosphere and a different element. Like you said, if the wind is whipping or if it's raining, you know, yeah. so uh, I, I kind of do like those outdoor barns like Ebersol as well. Um, yeah. You touched on this a little bit in your previous answer, um, but if you could expand on it, it'd be great. Biggest rival, in your opinion? Oh, I'm a Maronick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just, I mean, in every sport we play them, and towns are so close to each other. Sure. Um, I think we <laughs> battle with them in every sport, and that's the one that I think the boys get up for a lot. Sure. And, you know, the actual school, there's a lot of talk about Maronick when we're playing them in whatever sport it may be. So I definitely say Maronick. Yeah, I'm starting to learn more and more about, you know, the history and the geography and just, you know, how teams, 
you know, compete against each other. So I would agree with you on that. Um, Do you have a favorite tournament or let's say road trip? I know you guys were invited to participate in the fabulous 21, which I think was phenomenal. You know, when you consider the the talent that came, you know, from across New York state, but is there, is there something outside of that? Is there a road trip that you guys maybe take that kind of, you know, brings everybody together? You know, being the first, uh, the first season and kind of getting hired a little bit later in the game than I would right. have liked right. to schedule games. You know, just trying to lock down 20 games in general was, gotcha. was pretty difficult in itself. So we weren't able to get any of those upstate teams in our first year, but I'm hopeful that, you know, in the coming seasons we can make a trip up there. Okay. Um, I'm actually from, I'm from Section 4 myself, so I'd like to get up that way and then maybe nice. continue a little bit Hey, listen, I'm, I'm good buddies with Paul Zarek, the head coach for Ithaca. I have his cell. I, I have his I have his cell. I was texting with him earlier today. I think they played um, – Fairport last night so uh yeah, yeah. And I know they have a Marinick, I think coming up as well yes yeah, so they're they're coming down I know they're coming down here James uh February 22nd to play Monroe Woodbury because much like Monroe they're the only show in town in section four as you know so yep. uh they're gonna mix it up uh that actually happens to be my birthday so it'll be nice because I'm in the booth that night and uh oh nice yeah very close with Paul uh through you know going up to Buffalo and he's he's been very helpful introducing me to some of the coaches from up that way and Frank Alessandrino of course I've known 25 plus years from Monroe Woodbury so it should be a very nice event that night but um yeah Yeah, I, I, I guarantee you um, because you know Scarsdale has that reputation has that name you know that definitely upstate teams will be looking to uh you know uh, play you guys as the years go on um what do you look for in a hockey player what do we look for well um in hockey and lacrosse both you know during tryouts my coaches and i were looking for the same things and a lot of times the first few things we're looking for have nothing to do with hockey yeah. um or, or lacrosse in that regard and it's it's the effort you know is a guy willing to go to battle in every single drill to compete with the guys next to him the attitude um we want guys that are going to be positive, that are going to bring teammates up, not put them down. And coachability, guys that are going to listen. And, you know, maybe it's not going to be an immediate result, something we tell you, but just kind of trusting the process and listening to us and trusting us that we have your best interest um, in regard anytime we're trying to help you out. And then comes the skill and, you know, the IQ of the sport after that and being a good teammate. So I think, yeah, effort, attitude, coachability, skill, IQ, those are – those are kind of my top five that I would definitely look for. Yeah, I, I, and I love those answers too because, again, if you're trying to create a positive culture, you don't need somebody in there that's you know going to bring their teammates down or is going to do anything to kind of hurt the program. Um, Absolutely. What makes a successful hockey coach or a successful coach in general? I know you, you're heavily involved with lacrosse as well as hockey. So what do you think makes a, a successful coach? Uh, I'd say – you know, we do. We have quite a few meetings. Um, we did a lot more with lacrosse than I than we have with hockey so far. But I like to meet with the boys one on one. You know, after the season, I'm going to ask them what they've learned. And hmm. when I get answers that are non sports related, and you know, life lessons and things that they'll be able to take with them when they graduate and go on to college, and just having an impact beyond the game when they understand that you know maybe they became a little more mentally tough, and when things don't go their way in life, they're going to understand how to. Um, control their emotions a little bit more mm-hmm. or how to deal with those things. That's that's the successful things. The ones that are coming back and telling you that they learned more than you know just how to two-touch take a shot or how to crash the net or the proper way to pivot, but just answers that are going to lead them to success in their life, not just on the ice once hockey's all over with. 
Okay. And but th- I'd also I wouldn't be coaching if I didn't want to win every single game. But <laughs> you know, you know, having fun along the way and sure. teaching those life lessons are, are what I think makes what I think makes it successful as a coach. I mean, I don't want to sound too hokey, but what makes a successful hockey coach? Just look behind the bench at Scarsdale. I mean, because uh, I've, I've been in the booth. I do get to kind of see, you know, your body language, the way you talk to the players. So, I mean, again, like I said, just, you know, look behind the bench and you'll see what a successful hockey coach looks like. That means a lot. Um, Favorite moment or memory as a coach so far? And again, it could be from your JV time, your modified time. I know your time as a varsity head coach is limited, but anything come to mind? Um, In terms of now as a varsity coach, um, I would say just the come from behind wins, you know, being down and battling back. We were down twice last night and we battled back to tie it up and then take the lead. Um, My favorite moment in general would be, you know, winning. We won our league for lacrosse my first year as a varsity coach. Um, Beating, beating Marinick for the first time in seven (laughs) or eight years, probably. That was, that was a huge feeling. Um, But I think the come from behind wins in hockey so far, we're looking for that. We're looking for that best moment so far, hopefully later in the season. Yep. I, like I said, I think good. I think the best is yet to come for the Raiders. Um, biggest challenge you face as a coach, or one of the biggest challenges? I think you know, being being one of the younger coaches in in both sports, I think it's um, earning the respect of the older coaches, mm-hmm. you know, that are at the helm. There's okay. so many around in, in both sports, and just kind of letting them know that as a coach, we're very as coaches. My my assistant coach and I are both on the younger side, and we're we're eager to learn from them and you know anything that they can any advice they can give us or anything we're, we're like we want to we want to know what they have to say or what they think about our program you know we we want to succeed in everything that we're doing so we want to make sure we're taking steps in that direction i know these veteran coaches have a lot of knowledge so i think earning the respect from them and then just being consistent i think it's it's tough to get consistency from high school kids with everything they've got going on in their lives sure so i think being consistent is a huge challenge i think for any team okay yeah I, I, especially I, especially you know and obviously given our low numbers as well the consistency has been tough with injuries and sickness and right. whatever it may be but the again the find a way kids the never quit raiders you know certainly find a way and they don't stop until the final horn um yeah. can you describe the state of hockey in section one state of hockey in the hudson valley in your opinion yeah, I mean, like you said before, Ithaca being the only team in Section 4, I was forced to play. I played junior hockey up there, and I played club high school hockey for my freshman year as well because once you made the junior B team, you weren't allowed to play high school. Right. And it's just a club sport. So I, my high school didn't even have hockey. They have a draft, and you can play for another school. But down here, it's it's a totally different animal. And the fact that it's a legitimate varsity sport, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I love it. Um, hockey was my first love, so to be able to – to coach in an atmosphere where it's so highly competitive in Westchester and to have the opportunity to try, go up to Buffalo and play those upstate teams or have them come down. It's fantastic. And I, I worked a little bit with Stacy Whirl and I know she oh, just she's great. The, yeah. She's Hudson great. Valley girls program, yep. which yep. is awesome. And to see that game the other night on the news, the Westchester versus Rockland and the amount of girls that are involved in that, having an outlet for them is fantastic as well. Yeah, there's actually three girls from Suffern Middle School alone that are on that team, including one who just moved to our area from New York City who was playing, I think, through the Ice Hockey in Harlem program. So stick taps out to Stacey Whirl and her counterpart, Tess Brogan, who's over at uh, in Clarkstown North as, as the AD 
for helping get that off the ground. Um, and, he, and even you in that regard too. I mean, getting the coverage and getting all the scores out there to Mike Doherty and Lohud and all of that. I mean, it just makes it a lot more fun to be a part of. Oh, well, thank you for that. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I started this. You know, I just saw the growth of the sport, the explosion of the sport and its popularity. And uh, quite honestly, I had a connection to eight of the 11 seniors on that 2012 Suffering Championship team. They had come through my office. As you know, I'm a school counselor in Suffering. So to see them go up to Utica in 2010, 2011 and fall short, win it all in 2012. And then to see Scarsdale make those runs 13, 14, you know, my Maronek in 2016, I was up in Buffalo and Pelham won it all in 2017. And to be like standing outside the locker room as the only kind of downstate person, you know, Ed Witz opens the door and all the, the media's there. And he's like, I want my guy in first. And I got to go in first and watch them dump the Gatorade on Witzy and sing songs yeah. and celebrate. Like to me, I mean, that just, that's exactly why I do what I do. Um, Absolutely. Uh, can you just give us your thoughts? You got a couple more questions here, coach. Thoughts on the sure. new rules, especially like the two-minute penalties and the 17-minute periods? Yeah, I mean, obviously, coming from coming from the JV level, it's a, it's a big change for us. Um, but the new the new leagues that we're in, I think, are uh, are great. The mm-hmm. the A, B, and C. I think it's very evenly matched and well I, done. You know, for each team that's in, and then obviously a couple a team had to drop out, which is tough with the numbers. We know how that goes with our JV program sure. as well. Um, the rules, I think the two minute penalties are a huge adjustment. Yes. Um, you have to establish a couple more role players, guys you're going to look to to kill penalties, um, that are not going to be in the box when you need them to kill those penalties. Right. And then, uh, I think it forces the, the teams to be, stay a little more disciplined too, because you know, it's not a minute and a half. You're, you're spending two minutes in there. That gives another team a lot of time to put the buck in the back of the net. Not that Ryan needed much time last night against us, but 17-minute um, periods, too. Um, when we're low on numbers, we're forced to uh, focus a little more on our stamina than maybe some other things I'd like to get done. Um, so having, having the long periods is a great experience for the boys. Having the longer penalties, it kind of means more when you take a penalty, and they probably start to think about it when you're sitting there for two minutes and understand, you know, that's a – decent portion of the period now that you're taking away from your team. So I think staying more disciplined is definitely our priority and uh, stamina piece to be able to go for that, those full three periods of 17 minutes. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. First of all, I like what you said about the leagues. I think the leagues, the the new alignments, they work. Um, again, it's it's unfortunate that we did have to lose a program this year. Hopefully, they can find a way back into uh, back into Section One at some point in the future. Um, and again, I would agree that a team's uh, endurance, um, their depth, their discipline is certainly put to the test with the new rules. Um, favorite professional hockey player, past or present? Oh, <laughs> oh, I gotta go past. Growing up, my favorite player was the Russian Rocket, Pavel Bure. Nice, nice, yeah. Uh, exciting to watch. He was very exciting, and unfortunately, when he came to us, he just didn't have the wheels anymore. Oh, he didn't have I the know, wheels. That one, that one hurt. That one hurt. Yep, yep. But uh, yeah, definitely an exciting, exciting player. Any current players uh, get you know, you know, get you excited? Um, obviously Ovechkin is just <laughs> a, magi- a magician out there. Yes, um, yes. A lot of respect. Just anybody who's in the NHL, the fact that they were able to make it to that level, oh, sure. yeah. night in, night out, be able to step up. And- those role players do a lot of nice things i i I can watch hockey games all night long if my wife would allow it but (laughs) hey there's a there's a sign in our bedroom that says we interrupt this marriage to bring you hockey season so (laughs) love that 
Yeah. Uh, I don't know if my wife loves it so much at this point, but uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a story for another day. Um, favorite professional team? Uh, the Rangers. Yeah. Okay. All right. So off the script a little bit, what are your thoughts on Quinn? What are your thoughts on the direction of, you know, getting rid of your McDonough's, your Millers? Um, and bringing, uh, bringing it, it hurts to guys. watch the Tampa Bay Lightning play every single time. That's what, that's how I feel about it. It, it does. But uh-huh. guess what, James, if, if they win the Stanley cup, we do get a first round pick. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Um, so. I like the state of the state of the team. Obviously it's tougher. You know, you feel bad for the older guys that we're going to try to go through this rebuild here. Right. And, you know, they obviously probably want to win one sooner than later, like sure. a one quiz first all. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the younger guys bring a lot of great stuff to the table. Heedle's been, you know, yep. fantastic this season. He put the puck in the net yesterday for that mm-hmm. nice win over the Islanders, which was great. Um, but I like, I think Quinn's doing a great job too. He has a lot of good things to say in the interviews. And I think that he holds guys really accountable. You know, I saw some guys lose some minutes, whether it was on the Absolutely. power play yesterday. And yep. He's doing a nice job. I know early in the season, Kevin Shattenkirk wasn't getting it done. So he benched him. I don't think he's afraid to bench certain players or, or not rely on Lundqvist super heavily. Um, yep. You know, again, a guy like Neil Pionk, a guy like Brett Howden, you know, uh, Philip Hedl, they're starting to help me forget about the McDonough's and the Millers and maybe some of the others that we might lose, like a Zuccarello fan favorite, you know, that that type oh. of player. Um, but again, I think, I think this group had a really, really good run. Um, I think they did the most that they could. And now it's, you know, got to turn the page and you have to kind of build a foundation and, and maybe have a few lean years and lose, you know, learn how to lose as a team. I mean, I had season tickets, James, from 1998 till 2004. They missed the, play- oh, they missed the playoffs. Every- right. They missed the playoffs every year. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. nowadays, nowadays, fortunately, through family connections and, and friends and other people, I'm able to get to a handful of games. And I just want to see a good game. You know, obviously, right. I'd like to see a win. Um, but again, I'd like to see a good game. I'd like to see an honest effort. And for the most part, I've been seeing that I can deal with some of the growing pains. I mean, I was I left I left a luxury suite at the Lexus Club level like two weeks ago when they were getting smoked like a cheap cigar against uh, Pittsburgh just because it wasn't oh. enjoyable. I had to leave yeah. all that free food behind those uh, pulled pork sliders and those egg rolls. But, uh, you know, I had to, to be yeah. the game that way. That's yeah. tough to beat. I had to catch a train, though, to get back because, um, right. you know, my alarm goes off at 3.30, but that's a story for another day, too. Um, Got to get to that. Get to, that, uh, <laughs> get to the gym on the elliptical. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's part of what I do. Um, yeah. Last question for you, and I think I might know the answer, but I still want to hear it anyway from you. Sure. If James Sinowitz was not a hockey coach, he'd be a fill-in-the-blank. Ah, I would be <laughs> a fly-fishing guide out west. Oh, I love that. I love that. Yep. Good. Yeah, listen. I mean, most, most, most coaches that I've interviewed are teachers, and they say I'd be a teacher, and I get that. I know you're a phys ed teacher. Um, yep. I didn't say gym teacher because gym is the building. Phys ed is the curriculum. Trust me. That's I know. It, you know. My, listen, my sister is a phys ed teacher in suffering, and I know all about that. So, um, <laughs> yes. But I like that fly fishing instructor out west. Very good. I can yeah. see you doing that. I could definitely see you doing that. Oh, Somewhere yeah. out in that's like. What I, that's my spare time, fishing and hunting, and I can oh. get some time to do that. Very nice. Very nice. Everybody has to have a hobby and a passion. So, Coach, I really yeah. do appreciate you taking the time out. I've been chatting with James Sinowitz. He is the bench boss of the Scarsdale Raiders. Um, the Raiders are rolling at this point. It's finally all coming together. They're firing on all cylinders. They're tenacious with the puck. They do not stop until the final horn sounds. And uh, like I said, you know, I, I saw them early in the season. And I've seen them here and there, and, and uh, I definitely think the best is yet to come. So, 
Coach, I hope 2019 is good to you and your family and uh, continued success, you know, personally and both on and off the ice with the team. And uh, I'm trying to think in my mind now, I don't have my schedule committed, but I hope to see you at least one more time on the ice, uh, whether it's in the regular season or during the playoffs. Awesome. All right. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it and appreciate all the coverage that you do for everybody. Um, It's great just to have an outlet and to be able to follow scores and see what's going on all over the state. It's fantastic. And yeah, hopefully uh, you can keep bringing us some good luck uh, the rest of 2019 here. (laughs) Uh, That that would be my pleasure. James, thanks so much. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, Thank you. You too. Have a good one. uh, Thanks. Uh, This is your boy, Trav, and you are listening to HV Pucks. As this episode for Season 3 comes to an end, it's now time for Stick Taps, where we honor, recognize, and acknowledge individual players, coaches, teams, or hockey-related events and charities. This season, Stick Taps will be brought to you each and every week by H4H, a growing car transport and handyman service company in Rockland and Long Island. Howie and Jesse are service-oriented guys known for providing quality service at competitive prices. For rapid, reliable, and relationship-driven car transport and handyman home improvements, call 516-497-1194. Mention the code 5MinuteMajor and receive a $25 discount off your next car transport service or $100 off your next handyman service appointment. Stick taps out to Owen Stacy of the E.O. Smith Panthers hockey team for earning the 100th point of his varsity career on January 2nd. Way to go, Owen, and I'm sorry that I missed uh, that uh, milestone accomplishment when it happened. Uh, stick taps out to Jack Shapiro on earning the 100th point of his varsity career in a win over New Rochelle on Monday, January 14th. Way to go, Jack. Stick taps out to the Suffern Mounties varsity hockey team for joining forces with the Suffern High School Autism Awareness Club to raise money for autism research. Stick taps out to the West Seneca East Trojans hockey team for partnering up with the student council to host the second annual Hockey for Humane Week. Stick taps out to goaltender Matt Ubertasio, who won his 42nd career varsity game on Monday, January 14th, which is a new Madison High School record. Way to go, Ubo. Stick taps out to the New Rochelle varsity hockey team for supporting New Rochelle's Special Olympics floor hockey by attending a game versus Port Chester on Tuesday, January 15th. Stick taps out to the Rye varsity hockey team for organizing their annual food drive to benefit the Carver Center. All fans in attendance on Wednesday, January 16th uh, for the Garnet's tilt against John J. Cross River were encouraged to bring a non-perishable food item to the Playland Ice Casino. Stick taps out to coach Wayne Anderson of the Marlboro Homedale hockey team on earning the 100th win of his varsity career, uh, all with the Mustangs. Congratulations on reaching this milestone accomplishment. Stick taps out to Dylan Haar of the Ocean Township Hockey Program, who scored his 84th goal on Thursday, January 17th. He is now the all-time leading scorer in the program's history. Way to go, Dylan. 
Stick taps out to Gleb Veramayev of the Monroe Falcons hockey team for setting a new single season point record for the Falcons. As of January 18th, he has 60 points and shows no signs of slowing down. And I apologize if I messed up your last name, Gleb. Stick taps out to the Southern Regional Ice Hockey team for donating their portion of the 50-50 from Friday's game on January 18th to the Hunterdon Central's GoFundMe campaign for their fallen teammate, Connor Golombuski. Stick taps out to Nick Scollard of the New Rochelle Huguenots varsity hockey team on earning the 100th point of his varsity career on Friday, January 18th. Nick is also in the top 25 all scoring uh, in the program's history for the Huguenots. Congratulations. Stick taps out to coach Ken Lillian of the Verona Glen Ridge hockey team on earning the 75th career win uh, on Friday, January 18th. And again, coach, I hope I didn't uh, mispronounce your last name too much. Uh, Stick taps out to Don Bosco's head coach, Greg Toscos, on earning the 200th win of his coaching career with the Ironmen on Friday, January 18th. What a tremendous accomplishment, Coach Toscos. Stick taps out to Sean Leonard of the Paramus Lynnhurst Hackensack High School ice hockey team on earning the 100th point of his varsity career on Friday, January 18th. Stick taps out to Anthony Galanti of the Marlboro Homedell hockey team on earning the 100th point of his varsity career on Friday, January 18th. Stick taps out to the Pascack Valley, Pascack Hills, and Park Ridge varsity hockey team for participating in a food drive to benefit the Helping Hand Food Pantry. Stick taps out to the Mamaroneck Youth Hockey Association for participating in the third annual Hockey Helps the Hungry Food Drive, which was organized by the Shoreline Sharks Hockey Club. And stick taps out to the Suffern Mounties hockey team for partnering up with the Slotesburg Food Pantry to help families in need. Non-perishable food items will be collected prior to a game, uh, their game versus Clarkstown on February 1st at Sportorama. And if you know of a player, coach, team, or hockey-related event or charity and would like them to receive stick taps in the future, please tweet me at TravJack71 using the hashtag HVPucks. sounds on this episode of HV Pucks. I want to thank my beautiful wife Marisol and my two daughters Juliana and Kayla for their never-ending support, love, patience, and understanding because our family time takes a hit over the next few months as I embark on another exciting hockey season. I love to interact with my followers and fans and you can always find me on Twitter at TravJack71 and on Instagram at 5 underscore min underscore major. And if you like the music you've heard throughout the show, be sure to check out the new full-length album, Out of Time, by Fracture, which is available on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. The new album maintains the same high level of energy as their debut 2015 EP, Broken Walls. You can also find them on Twitter at Fracture underscore band, on Instagram at Fracture Official, Fracture Band Official on Facebook, and www.fractureofficial.com on the web. The 2019 New York State All-Hair team is looking to complete its roster. 
So tweet me a picture at TravJack71 and use the hashtag New York State Puck Flow to nominate your favorite high school player and or coach. Winners will receive a custom t-shirt. Attention all Section 1 players, coaches, parents, and fans. Pex Skate Shop is looking for nominees for their Plays of the Month contest. Post your video on Instagram and tag at Pex Skate Shop and use the hashtag Pex Plays of the Month to enter. Each month, one winner will be selected to receive a Pex Skate Shop gift card. I'd also like to give a special thank you to the healthcare law firm of Einiger & Associates, specifically managing partner Scott Einiger, for underwriting Season 3 of HV Pucks. Your continued support is greatly appreciated. This is your boy Trav, a.k.a. 5-Minute Major, and I'll see you at the rink.